Jed Payne, thank you for joining me today. Always a pleasure to be able to join, my friend. How's it going? I'm, I'm happy to have you here as a guest on Pretty Good Vibrations, a podcast that both analyzes and celebrates. Might be too strong of a word today. We're going to see where things go. But we are looking at Screamo. That is the subgenre of post-hardcore that became exceedingly popular in the 2000s uh and you know were you in you were in a screamo band at at one point right i was in yes and i would characterize it as screamo because my specific my specific high-pitched uh i was the vocalist uh emo tinged voice cracky vocals were very much uh meant to be emotional and scream so yes we you know our guitar player was a huge um, Motley Crue fan, so it, was, it had okay. some metalcore for sure, but I would okay. say it was Screamo. And, you know, so right there, we're kind of getting to already the nub of it. This is a difficult genre distinction to make, but for your band, did you both sing the melodic parts and do the screaming? It really is tough to distinguish between these genres and trying to figure out the bands. I was like, wait a minute. There is so much blurring here. So we actually had two screaming vocalists, which was kind of inspired by uh, the number 12 looks like you, if you've ever heard that band. I don't think um, so, and then yeah. our bass player did the cleans. OK, because um, Blood Brothers, also Seattle band, they're more of a post hardcore kind of art, art court kind of a band. But they had two screamers or at least they could both scream if they wanted to the, the brothers yes. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So you did only screaming, not singing. Yep. No offense. No, none taken, <laughs> none taken. And I wonder too, if screaming really became popular because like, I was just afraid I, I had zero confidence in my singing ability. Like I can though, like my yeah. dad plays piano, like I especially, yeah. you know, it would have just taken some work for some reason. It's way more embarrassing to try to croon and sing than it is huh. to scream. To me. That's a that's an interesting kind of psychological angle. I mean, we're we're obviously not going to psychoanalyze the bands in the tournament today. By the way, we are doing a screamo March Madness style bracket tournament, and we are going to crown what what would we call the winner of a screamo tournament? The it should be the Scream Kings, like the Scream Queens <laughs> for horror movies. <laughs> well, be well, I, unless uh, there might be a couple bands here with women in them, but it's mostly a, this is mostly a dudes. Best. So yeah, we'll be crowning the Scream Kings of Screamo. I like that. That's great. So we're getting at this problem of kind of determining what is Screamo. And I do wonder that that's an interesting point that maybe there's a kind of a, it's an easier way in. There's a, a smaller a lower hurdle. barrier to entry. Yeah. yeah. A lower barrier to entry to Scream. And there might have to just put a pin in that for another time, but I could see that going all the way back to 80s hardcore and you know, all that stuff where it's like, yeah, oh, it, it is. It, it's sort of like anybody can do this. And screaming doesn't even require any musical chops in the classical sense of music. You don't have to be able to play an instrument or sing notes. It's more about like a vibe and then a intensity. intensity or a poetry. Right. If you're writing your own lyrics, mm -hmm. like being a good poet. Uh, it's almost like being a public speaker or something like that more than it is like being a singer. It's really interesting. 
It is because especially that era, like the most and brand new, like famously wrote that diss track about Adam Lazara called uh, Mics are for singing, not for swinging. When like this was the era of like the <laughs> flamboyant. Yeah. Lead front man. Uh, front man. Yeah. yeah, the flamboyant front man. Yep. Absolutely. You you had to have panache and a little bit of a non-binary flair to you, you know, just kind of like just this every person like sideways belt and all, you know. Yeah, but you know what's so funny about that? Having kind of gotten more into the stooges and like the proto-punk kind of early punk history stuff, it all goes back to Iggy Pop. And Iggy Pop is androgynous. But I don't think anybody would accuse him of not being a fucking man. Yeah. He he's androgynous and he's a fucking man and like just badass to the bone. So it is interesting. He he's such an interesting figure, and that's probably one of the reasons that he remains so interesting. Like I was watching uh a VHS documentary of Rat, right? And I was like, oh man. Rat the eighties like hair bet hair hair yeah. band, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is totally the natural evolution of like just these like rail thin rock mm. stars in skinny, tight, you know, sh- shredded, shorn, yeah. black clothes, like with eyeliner. And yeah, like it was I was like, OK, I can totally see that that is where. But but it, it also had like a, a bit of goth in it because it's like, mm. you know, none of the cool scene bands screamo bands of that time they would have looked down on like the hair metal type thing as like being too corny or something there was as they as they applied their eyeliner absolutely would have thrown out missives you know dismissing the hair metal bands (laughs) (laughs) as they literally straight uh what is that curling iron straight iron straight iron flat iron flat ironed their hair and applied mascara they would have been like yeah those fucking hair metal bands (laughs) the i remember the drummer from burns out bright if anybody remembers that deep deep elm band from south carolina but uh chris would always he was one of the first that i like walked in before a party and he was flat ironing his hair yes like because i just assumed like oh you got straight hair no no he put some work into that was a put on okay well Anyway, <laughs> not all of these bands fit into that. Let's talk about the bands that we are talking okay. about here. So, okay. So first of all, n- basically no Screamo bands, your band excluded, have ever been comfortable being labeled Screamo band. Broadly speaking, you got punk, you get hardcore punk, minor threat, black flag, etc. And then out of hardcore comes post-hardcore, a big umbrella genre you got bands like Fugazi and Jawbox. You've got the early emo core bands like Rites of Spring, you know, all this kind of thing. And then emo keeps going. We did an episode about this with, with Josh Kane. We got all the way up to the mid 90s. And right about there, there is an early version of Screamo, largely California, some East Coast bands, bands like Seisha or Page 99 or City yeah. of Caterpillar. Those are not the bands we're talking about today. That is technically Screamo and probably for like, I don't know, arty rock purists. That's the best Screamo. And I would understand that perspective, but I didn't grow up on that. The the type of Screamo that I know from my life experience is the type that we are talking about today. The, the popular heyday of Screamo. It's derogatorily termed like as i'm looking at this list i'm like oh man this is uh hot topic screamo this is mall screamo hot topic core and yeah 
That was my junior year of high school job. Nice. I was working at Borders Books and Music. Uh, not dude. not doing all that dissimilar of things oh. as juniors in high school, I'm sure. So th- this was this was this was my I had arrived scene moment. Like I yeah. mean, I'm uh, 16 and I'm just checking some kid out. And this is when my, my band then came to dawn was like playing. And this little kid comes up and he goes, hey, man, didn't I see you play at New Brooklyn Tavern on Friday? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, you know, me. like I was just like, <laughs> yes, dude, I have made it. You made it. You made, you got recognized in the hot topic. topic. Wow. Okay, that's incredible. My funny, my manager also was Jake Lors from the lead singer of August Burns Red. Oh, look at that! All these connections. Yeah. He made it. He got out. He got out into into metalcore. Into oh, metalcore, yeah. big time. Okay, so there's this there's this period that we're talking about. There's also been it's worth noting briefly a screamo revival in the 2010s and beyond, but those bands sound more like those mid-late 90s bands, and there's not a lot of melodic vocals. It's mostly just screaming. I'm talking bands like Touche Amore, Pianos Become the Teeth, La Dispute. See you, Space Cowboy. Yeah, and I'm not, and again, we're not talking about those bands either. <laughs> so, uh, thing I, I, I actually really like that kind of newer wave and and I do plan on covering some of these more recent post hardcore bands and emo screamo bands in but other episodes but not we're today we're covering CD yeah. samplers that you would get <laughs> from Borders all right that's what we're covering today yes and so basically musically it's the inclusion of melodic non screaming vocals alongside screaming vocals but all things equal for most of these bands at least in their bigger songs there is more of an emphasis on the melodic vocals. Some of the tracks only have screaming in the bridge. We might not hear the part that has screaming in it. Just kind of, to, you know, we're going to probably listen to verse chorus basically for most tracks. So, but, but have it be known. I have made sure that every track today has screaming vocals in it uh, somewhere. Where I draw the very specific distinction is in the lyrics being extremely emo themselves, like lots of talking about like bleeding and my heart breaking yeah. and yeah. talking about girls that you lost. And uh, yeah, it's funny with the screaming thing, because I remember this, it's it's kind of the thing where whenever, like I have a friend who just now got into like death metal. And now if there's any singing whatsoever, he don't want it because he just wants the right. screaming. And so yeah. I remember it being, such a big deal or like uh, okay like this band's awesome because they scream and then they're they make it they're huge and then their next album uh there's no screaming anymore and all the fans turn on them and it's this big thing yes that is uh, such a pattern yeah yeah that's such a pattern and and so you know there are some bands that really are right on the line or that we might think of as screamo like a band like the used was almost Mm. in this but as i listened to their big songs the screams come like at the very end of the chorus, basically like one scream. It's not the same as like a band like Seosin or whatever, especially on their first EP where there's a singing and then there's screaming, they're singing and then they're screaming. That is as much as possible. That's what we're going for. There's a real back and forth, almost call and response between singing and screaming, yes. not the occasional. It rises to the level of a scream. That we're call- or I'm calling that for now. I'm just calling that post hardcore if that's what it is. Well, in a lot of those bands, they almost use 
a scream as a layered instrument. So like the singer will be saying like my heart, we'll just say that. And then my the heart background singer will, will just, yeah, yeah. And they'll just scream the, blah, you know, at yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. black. And it's just literally, it's almost just like a little, like a splash symbol. It's just yeah. a little flourish. Or a it's not guitar coming in or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. So we're trying to do true kind of give and take between singing and screaming as much as possible. And okay. if I failed at that, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Uh, there are no stakes here. We're just having None fun. So whatsoever. Okay. Uh, and then bands that seem to be more primarily metal bands with some melodic vocals like Poison the Well. I did not include bands like that. That would be for like a metal core or a metal tournament or something like that. But there, that's another difficulty because there is a lot of metal that does have singing and screaming similar to Screamo. Uh, but we're looking for more. Sonically, this is stuff that does not come so much from Iron Maiden, comes more through Fugazi and Glassjaw and all that kind of stuff. I like it. Okay, here are the rules of the tournament. If you've listened to these before, they're basically the same. It's a single elimination March Madness style tournament with a new song each round from the winning band. Each matchup, Jed, is song versus song as you hear it right now. Not band versus band and your overall feelings about them or their discography. Okay. Can I, do I show my hand and do I at least, uh, should I reveal my biases? No, you're, so you're going to actually, you get to choose. You're going to ultimately choose. So we are going to hear what you think. Uh, The songs, the songs are chosen basically on Spotify plays as well as artist seating for the tournament. After the band is eliminated, we'll talk about the band. We talk about the song after we hear the song. Okay. Yeah. All right. You choose each winner, Jed, but I have three vetoes that I can use if I want to throughout the tournament. Okay. But you also have two specialty moves that you can use once each, should you so choose. These are like lifelines in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. The first is a rain delay. Each band gets the next track on their list. We can't play today. We got to play tomorrow. Next up. (laughs) Okay. Okay, you get one rain delay and you get one pinch hitter. You swap out a song of your own choosing for one of the two artists. Oh, and only one of those each. You one of those each. All Any right. questions about the rules? No. That Okay. I'll be playing 30 to 45 second clips. I'll try and do kind of verse, pre-chorus, chorus to the extent that I can and we'll base it on that and then we will of course crown the Scream Kings of Screamo, of peak Screamo. Now we actually have more than 16 artists. We have 18 artists today. So we are gonna do two uh, wildcard play-in rounds for those bands. But first let me read to you every band that we will be talking about today. Pierce the Veil, Sleeping with Sirens, Escape the Fate, Silverstein, Under Oath, Emery, Hawthorne Heights, Seosin, Alexis on Fire, Chiodos, From First to Last, Alasana or Alasana, A Skylit Drive, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, Destroy, Rebuild Until God Shows, Drop Dead Gorgeous, From Autumn to Ashes, and A Static Lullaby. Those are the 18 artists. How are you feeling hearing those bands all in one place? It is a dream festival. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this, your this is your dream Oz this is right my here. this is my jam this 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 would have filled my little six cd changer that i had in my trunk yeah full of mixes that just didn't never left the rotation 
So what we're actually doing is this is a March Madness style tournament of Jed's CD changer circa 2006. Yep. We'll say uh, like 04 to 08. 04 to 08. Okay. Wow. Look at that. I mean, if I'm being honest and 04 to 2023, but (laughs) exclusively 04 to 08. Okay. All right, so let's jump in. Our first matchup, first uh, wild card single game play-in here is between From Autumn to Ashes and a Static Lullaby. First, we will hear the day, the after-dinner payback from From Autumn to Ashes. Listen, because of you, I don't believe So that's obviously a bit earlier. This is 2004. This is kind of the the early end of this scene. You can you can hear it in the production, right? Oh yeah. Can you yeah. hear the pain in that screamer's voice? Oh, Francis the drummer? Oh, is that who is that who scre- who sings is the drummer? He he yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, he that's is cool. a monster. I've got a bunch of behind the scenes on Modern Dashes, but they're one of my favorites. Well, so we'll talk about that. them when they we'll talk about them when they go. All right, but this comes up against a band that we've been texting about since planning yeah. this tournament. Here is a static lullaby with Hang 'em High. you're asking me oh, it's, it's pretty cle- it's pretty clear if you're asking me but i i want to know what you think well i i can i can guess number one it's clear to you because yes uh the production on too bad you're beautiful is hot garbage <laughs> like it's so bad <laughs> i don't i don't hate it that you mean that from on Ash's record yeah <clears throat> it's not great yeah. um the fiction oh the fiction we live is actually oh that, that was record. the fiction yeah. we live yeah it's from the fiction okay. we live too okay. bad you're beautiful is oh one that would be we'll hear from that album if they make it to the next round so number one the two songs shockingly similar and you happen to, to zero yep. in on one of the most important things for little jet back then and does the song have a part i can two-step to in the pit all right describe and both two-stepping of them, to me uh it is a modified pit move based on skanking in the okay. uh, ska scene, but it's a it's mosh just, pit move. Like it's a slam. Is it a slam dance or not? Am I sixty-five years old as I ask this question? <laughs> yeah, two-stepping <laughs> is where you put one foot in front of the other 
in kind of a skip hop. Okay. Okay. It looks kind of like skanking, but like you wouldn't be, you'd not be wearing a bowler hat and a tie. You would be wearing a bandana and cargo shorts. (laughs) Yeah. Camo cargo shorts. (laughs) And a Bane t-shirt. Sick of it all t-shirt. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Bane. Right. Yep. So they both have that. Okay. So apparently this is going to be a big criteria for you is how you could possibly dance to this. Were you seeing it live? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with that. Or, or, uh, sing along parts, you know, to where you're able to, because a huge part of Screamo is the live experience. And like, sure. Is there, is there going to be a part where I'm leaping toward the stage, grabbing the mic and getting to sing some gang vocals? So, but the static lullaby, man, there are some really cool vocal parts in that. It, just that little clip. I was like, that's really neat. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be, you're going to have to be just drowning darlings left and right, man. I am. By the way, that phrase, drown your darlings, which is from creative writing, never more applicable than genre wise than screamo. <laughs> drown your darlings. Sounds like drown your darlings could be an album title for every single band. I think that's going to be my new band name. Drown Your Darling. Drown Your Darling. It's it's probably taken, dude. It's got to be taken. Well, you know, but maybe they're defunct. Maybe they're defunct. Drown Drown Your your Darling's darlings band. Uh, Kill Your Darlings. Oh, yeah. Kill Your Darlings. I've heard of them. Dude, I think Drown Your Darlings is available, man. Uh, Dibs. Dibs. Take it. I mean, alliteration, they really, why would they go Kill Your Darlings? Maybe Kill Your Darlings is the DYD. Perfect. Like you could do one of those hardcore cross symbols, D, Y, D, and oh, then yeah. like a hardcore symbol. I don't know. I what can that see the merch. Is. Yeah. The merch. See is the make, merch? The merch is designing what? itself, Jed. What is a hardcore <laughs> symbol? <laughs> it's that, it looks like, you know, that cross, it's like an X, like oh, East yeah, Bay yeah. hardcore so, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. East gotcha, Coast gotcha. hardcore. I got to go with From Autumn to Ashes. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna use my. You're first. gonna burn it early. I'm, I, I can't it. believe I I'm it. using it. You're you're causing me to use them up. So that's good. Um, here's why. Many. This is gonna become clear. This tournament is more about having fun than it is about playing music that I love. I love a handful of bands here, and I tolerate a handful, and I actively dislike many. That I've, but I, I had to pick big bands, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go where the data takes you. Uh, and a static lullaby is my number one, I would say, discovery from doing the research here. So they're gonna get a little uh, Dan boost in this first round. But I actually, it's a bummer that these bands are going up against each other, and they are because of their uh, Spotify listenership, which is not that high, uh. the, especially these days, because neither of them appear to be active. So that's yeah. a big part of it. The bands that are putting out records have a lot more listeners. So, it, you know, it, it kind of ends up in, in their favor, so to speak. Sure. So these bands are both cool. I, I, I like the From Autumn to Ashes stuff, too. That This is an unfortunate pairing. So since Ecstatic Lullaby is going to go on, why don't you tell us a little bit about From Autumn to Ashes? Any memories or associations? So first memory, they, they wrote a song. Yes, that's it. Sorry. Short stories with Tragic There's Endings. There's some so, bonus tracks. That is the next song that we were going to. Why don't we just play a little clip of it? Oh, you have to. That's OK. Yeah, you have to. It it's, is nine it's, minutes. Where, where, it's Bohemian, where should I target? It's the Screamo Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> OK, well, we're only going to get 40 seconds or so. So tell me approximately you, where to go. Uh, go to the end where the where the the female vocals vocals are. I so maybe around seven six minutes all right let's see where we land
solid and it's a great like it, it really is like one of the first genre bending epic songs i kind of got into um oh, and that one whole, too it's early it is and uh it was one of the first um bands I also kind of discovered like, oh, these people are writing lyrics based on literature. And so a lot of the lyrics cool. from that album are from Chuck Palahniuk's uh, Invisible Monsters and okay. Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And so that, that song in particular was just, I mean, me and my friends, uh, a case of beer and just screaming that song. <laughs> like just so much fun. So much fun. Hell yeah, dude. The other cool tidbit about that band, they had like a renaissance because... Uh, at the very beginning of a tour after the fiction we live, the lead singer just didn't show up to the airport, completely left them. And so the drummer wow. took over on vocals and then they made the album Abandon All Your Friends next, which was about uh, their singers. Yeah. And then their last album, Holding a Wolf by the Ears, was I recommend that to anyone. It was like one of the most inventive whatever you want to call it, metalcore, screamo albums to come out in the past 15 years, whatever it was. We'll just play a tiny clip of the song Daylight Slaving. Yeah, there we go. Holding a He wrote this song. Sorry, uh, this is he wrote this whole album uh, train hopping across the country. Wow. All right. Here we go. Dude, I'm sold. That's cool track. That's the record. That's a huge distance to have traveled in six years. Huge. That's a cool record. I'm I'm going to be adding that. Yes, and and the it's it's got a solid story behind it too. And from autumn to ashes, we hardly knew ye. Next up, destroy, rebuild until God shows versus drop dead, comma gorgeous. Here Ooh. is if you think this song is a about you, it probably is. Sorry, the little. Spotify. Some of these are really that is the other uh, (laughs) trademark of Screamo is the (laughs) 17 word long song title. Uh, Lou Giordano, who did the second Sherwood record and did Taking Back Sunday's second album, Where You Want to Be. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. He told us he would tell a story. He's like, I mean, at this point, he was a middle aged man. Like he was probably 50 working with us we were like 24 or whatever and he would tell the story of like when at one point the management apparently like asked him to start using the new song titles like he would call the songs bad feeling or you know mm-hmm. took me so long or <laughs> like the working titles and they'd be like uh sorry it's now called bonus mosh part two or whatever and like they right. wanted him to set wear, phasers to stun it's, it's now called set phasers to stun i don't know like why they cared and i don't know why he told that story but i've always remembered it okay anyways dumb song titles but sometimes good songs and we'll see if this is one if you think this song is about you it probably is by drugs d-r-u-g-s Did you ever mention my name? Did you get sick of 
that's that's making some choices. Okay, up against I I think I did like it. Two birds, one stone by Drop mm. Dead, comma Gorgeous. Good, 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 uh, good choice. These are the Spotify play counts that are oh, making okay. these choices, not okay. me. Yep. What's it going to be, Jed? You are not going to get much more emo than if I ever see you again and this gun is loaded, then we'll sleep in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just imagine this little, this little 110 oh, pound guy. If I ever see you again and this gun is loaded, we'll sleep in hell. A 110 pound man with mascara and and flat ironed hair who yes. has literally never even seen a gun <laughs> threatening murder suicide <laughs> who's uncomfortable around knives yeah writing, writing that lyric yeah oh bro. I, I, I have, have to... i of course know nothing about the singer or songwriter of drop dead gorgeous I, I actually don't um from them and so i i will have to say i gotta give that one to drugs based on yeah Number one, that the production holds up ridiculously well for yeah. when that album came out. It's make or break based on what you feel about Craig Owens's very unique and particular vocal style. Vocals. And he's the guy from Chiodos, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. And this is a later project. So that record came out in 2011, the the Destroy Rebuild record. Yeah, the, I'm actually seeing them at South by So What in two weeks. So they are having a comeback he just came out with a comeback record with that band. Oh, he cool. is also like famously a huge dickhead that nobody wants to work with. And I, th ah, okay. yeah, I think uh, Matt Carter and them have some uh, stories about Craig Owens and his, his interesting massive ego, but also with drugs. Uh, the drummer for that album was the drummer from matchbook romance, who is and as speaking as a drummer, he is top five for me just in yeah. inventiveness and his play style. Uh, incredible. So I love the drums on that record. But um, why did not just briefly, why didn't I, I remember there was a reason that Matchbook Romance didn't make this bracket, because I think that their first the like kind of maroonish record that looks like a book cover would probably mm -hmm. have counted. But it was then they kind of changed styles. Right. And made something much cooler. Yeah, I would say they made something much more like uh, dredge. Yeah sort of th later thrice -y. and that's by far their like they're by far their biggest song is monsters which monsters. is from that, that record um yep. the voices record and they they kind of left behind screamo as it were i don't know maybe and i just yes. remember not liking them but that was during the previous record that i when we were on warp tour with them uh it didn't work for me yeah and i will say it here i, I say everywhere every chance i get i say it that matchbook romances voices is my number one most underrated album of all like in this well let's play a clip what let's play a little Dude, bit of a song just while so we're here hard. so you got to pick a song though okay but i gotta preface this though like it is 
Pink Floydy in the way that with each right. listen you grow to appreciate it. Like I don't okay. know how I felt sure. about my first listen through, but uh, let's. But see. you're planting Do... seeds that the Lord might water later on, Jed. That's this is very true. Uh, okay. You do um, goody like two shoes. I know it's a short clip, so we're not going to get all that much. Yeah, but it's very cool. Yeah, it's in it, and it's not screamo. So they they kind of moved it, their way it was out too, of it. Yep, yeah, it was too far ahead of its time. The label pushed monsters, which is very dissimilar to every other track on that yeah. album. And uh, yeah, I see. Bummer. Yep. Okay, well, t- talk to us about Drop Dead Gorgeous as they get as we wave goodbye to them. Uh, they their song. They were one of the, to my knowledge, at least in my group, one of the first big uh, keyboard. Like play the mm. intro to "Dress for Friend" requ- friend requests. Okay, this dress was for friend requests. By the way, quite dated. To, quite uh, dated. Put this this was <laughs> a monster know. song when it came out. Two thousand six. This is like monster right... song. Okay, here we go. Let's hear the intro. That's kind of fucking cool, man. Dude, it was and it I was like so that. different at the time. I remember yeah. that that shit just being like, who the fuck are these yeah. guys? And that would Dude. have been the next song. That's the next most popular song. So uh, I, I did like the song we such heard. Such a banger. I, we, yeah. we might get into a thing here where the higher seeded bands, because they have more Spotify listeners today, are the worst bands. Like that, that's yeah, more than any other genre or tournament that I've set up. I'm getting that distinct impression, like not to put my thumb on the scale, but I'm not particularly excited about any of the top three or four bands on here. So that's interesting. Some of these like play in bands are actually I'm enjoying them more, which, you know, they're the diamonds in the rough. Well, and it's because like I have such good taste, you know. I, I ah, always go, I always go. go against the grain of the <laughs> mainstream, you know. I find yes, the good yes, shit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's why. That's the real reason. Okay. The taste maker. Okay, so now we are into the proper tournament round one. Play-ins are all done. We are in round one, and here we go. We can test my theory. Pierce the veil is going to go up against a static lullaby who won the play-in <laughs> round. So here is King for a Day by Pierce the Veil.
almost cheating because it's Pierce the Veil featuring Kellen Quinn of Sleeping with Sirens, which oh, is, is another band. The guitar he's, or uh, vocals? He's vocals, or... vocals. Oh, so they have a, that's a guest vocalist on that track? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. I wonder if we should just not use that then. You can't. That is, we're talking quintessential. Okay. All right. We're going to keep it. It's, it's not, yeah, they're doing dual vocals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Up against a static lullabies, the shooting star that destroyed us. In out my lungs before the fluid brings a choke. I cannot inhale the sparkle of your voice. A star up in the sky, a fall to the dead. Let this mistake bring our vivid crystal to a ride. Straighten out my lungs before the fluid brings a choke. I cannot inhale the sparkle of your Wow, this that unlocked a core memory. Um, number one, what in the fuck is that vocal melody at the beginning? Like, it's so, I don't know about that choice. Um, man, number two, I remember. So this is this was another form factor. Um, that is not the right term for what I'm trying to say. Another, you know what, uh, oh, you know what that melody reminds me of? I think it's Texas is the Reason. Uh, uh, I was thinking back Finch. into the left. Oh, I was I, definitely I thinking Finch. Finch. Well, let's see what you think of it. Do you think that it sounds like this song, this melody here? Anyway, that's it, what it was more. Though it's like the way he sang the weird words that. Shouldn't cut. It's like, wait, <laughs> oh, I see what, what you're what? saying. Okay. It was, I was yeah, like, I don't know. Odd choice. I like the I gonna... first Static Lullaby song we heard a lot more than that one, for sure. Well, I remember the one you just played because, and this is another thing, uh, when double bass started becoming a thing in Screamo mm. songs. And that, when I heard that little, I was like, whoa, what is that? You can do that in music, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, that's cool. And, and then that also became especially in our local scene, it was, you know, there was certain criteria that local bands had to meet to break out. Number one, you know, is there screaming? Number two, is there breakdowns? Number yeah. three, single or double bass? And Can that's why people kind of, two-step to it? I mean, that's a absolutely. big question. Yeah, okay. And I mean, to the there, point yeah. that every time I dies, hot damn, I was like, man, he doesn't even use the double bass pedal, though. I'm dead serious that that is wow. my... That was my logic. Back oh, then. honestly, I remember when Yuri from MXPX abandoned the uh, new school punk beat that had the kick snare, kick, kick snare. So he would go do cut do let do cut do let, and then he went yeah do cut do cut do cut do which was like a way of being less I don't know less punk or something yeah. and a bit more mainstream. And I was like so bummed about that. And he would Isn't that and there funny? was more halftime stuff. So silly, but when it's I was so 15, silly. that really mattered to me. So absolutely, I, I get it. yeah. That's I, it. Seems like, and this is some old man yelling at cloud thing, but <laughs> I think see, this whole episode it, might be too absolutely. old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> absolutely. Um, in my day, though, yeah, I remember. I mean, bands were hated, talked shit about. You couldn't yeah. listen to them. And some of those same bands, now that they've come back and done comeback, everyone's like, 
oh yeah, I love them, and I've always loved them. And I'm like, wait a minute, like they, yeah, they literally we like, all grew up, Jed. Yeah, I know, but that's why. You know, thankfully. And it seems, and I guess this is a positive, but the current generation seems way more like this is a thing I've noticed. I can't really remember the last time I have read a bad music review. Oh, like for an, an album? album? They're they're ever they're just like, oh yeah, it's great. Everything's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, partly Every that's phone. like there's not enough. There's less money, right? So less people I, are being yeah. hired. So it's just like you would write reviews if you're a fan, and you're just like you might not want to cover an album you don't like. Um, and like the days of Pitchfork, like were you paying Exa- attention yeah. when Pitchfork reviewed the Jet album, and the entire review was just a GIF of a gorilla drinking his own piss, like pissing into his own mouth. I do not remember that. That's amazing, though. <laughs> it was the entire review. That's hilarious. Of a jet album, but those days are over. Like, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, anyway, yep. And that's whether, probably you know good or bad. They were good whatever. or bad. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Okay, what are you going to do? Uh, Pierce the veil or Static Lullaby? Pierce the veil. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like that band, but that Static Lullaby track is rough. It was it's rough from their first record. I I re like the one hang them highest from their last record or their third record or whatever. And by that record, uh, the, the self-titled I'm, I'm so into that stuff, but I I'm not as into the earlier stuff. So I and it. it has a lot going for, and I will, I will give them credit for, uh, for running that sound. I, I didn't realize how much Finch I heard in his vocals, like so much, the Finch, sound, yeah. uh, like that sort of inflection, like a black star. Yeah, let's just okay. Yeah. Let's people who are like, what are you guys talking black about? Star. This is what we're talking about. Okay, what it is to burn. Like a black Finch was a year okay. earlier, and I think that that single was out before the album, maybe as well, like on an EP or something. So they were, if anything, they were aping Finch, not the other way around. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. What, speaking of, what the fuck happened to Finch? How do you Great write question. a? They did a yeah, they did a weird banger. They did a weird second record, I think, is what they went already. They did the Panic at the Disco, pretty odd thing or whatever. Uh, I kind of want to do an episode. By the way, I want to do a tournament episode of like left turn rock albums like that and uh have like a, a reason to go back to some of those because it was a pretty common thing yeah and it didn't always work out all right a static lullaby you've been added to my full rotation i really like you thank you for existing jed thank you for telling me you want to do a screamo episode so that i could find you're them. very welcome and thank thank you for i'd never gave their second album a chance which is now in my rotation so there you go or i think it's full third circle. third is the third one that third I, yeah, third third uh, the self-titled. Okay, next up is Seosin versus Alexis on Fire. Both of these are cool bands. Uh, this first track, Seven Years by Seosin, is probably in my like top 50 played songs in my history. Yeah, I use Apple Music slash iTunes, and it's it's got to be up there. Here is Seven Years by Seosin.
Oh, what if, this, if this was song. a tournament of songs, that might be my top seed. Okay. Quick so, side note: What are yeah. you? The all these uh, the sound is incredible. What are you playing this off of? Just just Spotify, dude. I'm just playing Spotify. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it's my maybe it's my headphones. It sounds great. I am using the high fidelity stereo audio share option on Zoom. So ah, quick okay. tip: you have all to right. click that. Usually it's mono unless you tell it not to be. So there's a little pro tip. Uh, by the way, well, we'll talk about it in a second. Here is this could be anywhere in the world by Alexis on Fire from their album Crisis. <laughs> As my, guests, as my guest Sam said, when another track came up against Suburban Home by Descendants, just running into a fucking absolute buzzsaw of a track yeah. in, in seven years. That's a cool song. That's probably not the best Alexis on Fire song. It is their most popular. Well, it, it, it actually was cooler. That, so Alexis on Fire was, uh, they were too mainstream for me which is hmm. funny like they were yeah. they were there was a handful of very popular um screamo bands and yeah really it was just like i i missed them and by the time i wanted to get into the or i could have it was you know i would have been a johnny come lately so it's just like i'm gonna take my kickball and go home yeah you know that sort of thing i just never got into them and they're canadian what's going on there come on well here's the thing okay well so alexis on fire i've liked a bunch of tracks i've heard prepping for this but we're gonna see you later because Seosin wins and here's the thing we missed this context jed but that Seosin track was self-produced in 2003 and it sounds Dude. incredible I, I can't believe how fully formed that band arrived well and that that was the first instance of uh, um having to really like that ep was to my knowledge i didn't like could you I didn't know where you could buy it. We just passed it around. Like there was only like a handful of people that had it. My buddy Fielding, Fielding Moore yeah, had that had uh, EP. Yeah. And yeah. So he let me burn it. It was very tightly kept and passed around. Well, yeah. I mean, that's probably just a result of, you know, we self-released the first Sherwood EP in one year later in 2004. It didn't sound anything as good as that Salesman record. Uh, but, and that's just kind of why I was so aware of it. They were just in LA and we were in San Luis Obispo and I had heard it about when it came out. And I was like, how? I know I'm trying to do what they just did. How did they do this so well? How did they self-fund something that sounds this good in 2003? And it is to this day, kind of a mystery to me. The drums, especially. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely doing a, a particular kind of very clear, big production thing, but like, that's hard to do. And mm -hmm. a lot of my friends made their own EPs around that time, and none of them sounded like Seosin. So, all right, well, Seosin moves on. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have time to talk about them later. We'll talk about them later as a band when they get, uh, when they either win or get eliminated. So next up, Silverstein versus a Skylit Drive. Now, as we've talked about, I like some of the more recent Silverstein quite a bit. 
I'm a little mm-hmm. less into this early stuff, but we'll see how it does. So here is My Heroine by Silverstein. Oh, here we go. that prototypical screamo that we were talking about right the trading off textbook textbook there it is yes and he literally said the words sad and depressed (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love i I love that you're keeping up uh jed's lyric corner here that's really i like that you're bringing that because i'm not paying attention it is a humongous component because you gotta understand i like that and and this is why i think it for me this is why it tapped into it as a uh depressive leaning adolescence finding my identity i like i felt the pain of the world and here are these musicians like i don't relate to like Loving an Elevator by Aerosmith, but I right. relate to, you know, it, it struck a very resonant chord. I would just, uh, I would settle for sufficient personal space in an elevator. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough for me. Hand okay. shaking an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, you know, just like a friendly nod in an elevator. Friendly, That's great. Friendly That's, glance in an yeah, elevator. I don't need more than that. Uh, a Skylit Drive. So if Silverstein, early Silverstein is textbook Screamo, a Skylit Drive might be textbook Screamo androgyny. Here is all it takes for your dreams to come true. Instrumentally, that got pretty cool. Dope breakdown. That's really cool. But like vocal and kind of production of it all is like, oh, oh, this is a record for children and I'm Mm -hmm. almost 40. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know it then. So I don't have an association with it now. And it almost feels like it's it's wrong for me to listen to that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like if I had that playing and I was too close to a school. I'd people feel, would people would look askance. It's 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 like what the creepy older boyfriend is listening to when he pulls yes. up in a movie. And he's getting out of his Camaro. And, and it's like, just the vocals. Guy? They sound the so vocals. like. I mean, it is really again. It is a textbook thing of what you were talking about. It's like maxing out the sort of skinny teen, uh, you know, hip swaying androgyny, and it's just it's got that dial up to ten. 
Well, and, and it, I, I get it, but it's when, it's when did me. that come out? When did that come out? That record wires and the concept of breathing came out in 08. Okay. So I, you know, a, the forerunner to all that is going to be Anthony green. Right. And so then everyone, From Seosin, yeah. 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 The, the high voicing. And so it ended up screwing a few bands. The senses fail always comes to mind because they grew up and they're, they're literal. They weren't able to, sing in the same keys that they wrote their original songs in. Right. right. Buddy's yeah. done a bunch of really interesting interviews where he's like, I was freaking out thinking it was over, but then just realized that I need to write in a different key. But yeah, that's a funny thing. You don't know I mean, I mean, I listened back to my screams and I was like, how the hell did I, I was very high pitched. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I think Anthony green has a, he obviously has a very, the timbre of his voice is high, but he doesn't sound like a child. Like, and that, the singer of a yes. Skylit Drive sounds like, sounds a, like a kid, a little bit like a kid. And it's, that's it's the same register. I get what you're saying. It's like probably the same notes on a piano, uh, but it, it does have a different like Anthony Green's got a real grit and he can he can run into that scream in a way that feels kind of yes. ballsy. It's not only just this really high timbered high register. Yeah, this this felt like a tantrum, like a, a two year old Silverstein. Okay, a Skylit Drive, please do not uh, threaten legal action against me. Well, I appreciate that. My my little tidbit on them. So they yeah. they they have had serious bad luck. I don't mm. know if you want to call it luck, but their lead singer just overdosed and died. Oh. Um, and I think he's the second overdose. He's not even is he that no, same his, singer or is a different singer or so they've been through like Johnny Craig saying they've had Drugs okay. is what that band has had trouble with. Okay, and, and it sing, may not um, even so the 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 guy who died might not even might not be the singer from that record. I think mm. I think I it better was. look this up because yeah, if it is, up. I feel I might need to ugh. look it up. Okay, I'm gonna look this up on Wikipedia. I feel like they were back to their original lineup, but it was a sad story because his girlfriend had recently overdosed and died, and then I think within a year, so rest in peace. It's a real real bummer. Okay, yeah, I looked it up, and the the person that we are being a little bit hard on is a guy named Michael Jag Jagman. He yeah. was the vocalist on that record, not the original vocalist who uh, you're talking about, um, Jordan Blake. Yeah, so we can continue to be hard on that guy. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing: I mean, it, it does put it in perspective, and I feel kind of bad. You're a you're a uh, addictions counselor, and I'm a therapist, and I don't like. I'm not, this is all and a recovered addict. Yeah. And a recovered addict. So this is just in, you know, obviously we're having fun with these records. There's a lot of shit that people could talk about the Sherwood records and I will talk it myself as well. Uh, And, you know, of course we don't mean any actual, we don't want anything bad for any of these people. Here's another inroads though, as to mine and, and perhaps others is uh, under oath, Seosin drugs, Chiodos, uh, from first to last, all these bands uh had musicians that were famously addicts and had mm. problems with drugs and wrote about it um in and out. So there was another thing that I was like, oh, these are kind of um my my people, my folks, if you will. Oh, interesting. Like while you were using, you had that connective mm-hmm. sort of thought. Yeah, Anthony Green especially. I've been following his um ins from and outs. Citizen, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting angle. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about that other than yeah, it, it, it was. It was just. Yeah. I guess it's just you always look for representation. Um, sure. I guess, I guess that's mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, I guess if I just think of rock and roll in general, right? Like that's yeah, a very sure. common story. Rock stars sure. and then the young people who idolize them and, you know, who people, disaffected young people will look to tortured rock stars until there are no more tortured rock stars. That's, yeah. that's just kind of the way very it is. Very true. Very yeah, true. F- for good or ill. And, and it really is a mix of good and ill because the songs and the lyrics uh, can provide a kind of a release for people, a kind of identification, a sense of belonging that obviously helps them. And then, of course, the the example of the individual can can be a bad example and, and can encourage stuff that is not helpful for them. So it's truly a mixed bag. Yeah. Speaking of Under Oath, they are now up against Alisana. How do you pronounce that band's name? That's a uh, good a guess as mine. Okay. For Under Oath, we get a boy brushed red living in black and white. Here we go. I admit that I'm just a fool for you. I'm just a fool for you. Up against Apology by Alisana. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm pulling the plug. Sorry, Alisana. Do they have other good songs? I don't know anything about that band. I I never. Uh, and ironically enough, so um, I, I watched BlackBerry last night. Do you know that film? It just came out. It's about the founder of BlackBerry. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a, one of it's like a Wall Street. Like so, uh, yes. Yeah. Social like, network kind of. But about the BlackBerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the co-founder wore an Alisana T-shirt like half of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK, well, I'm I'm that's their biggest song. And I don't. That I'm, was rough. I can't sign on to that. They have a three hundred and forty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. So somebody likes Can't do it. Yep. Okay. Well, we're just going to, we're just going to move right along unless you want to say anything about that under oath track. Um, I mean, just, I mean, we'll, we will be talking about them and keeping going, but I mean, we're seminal is the word that comes to mind. It's always interesting to me that that's their most popular track. I like that song, but it's like 10th for me or something. Maybe. Yeah. It's not mine, but I, this was also a huge issue in the local scene of people were fucking livid that they changed their sound when this came out. I mean, I remember like when the only I, chasing safety came yes, out in 04. Okay. So pissed. Like what it the got fuck is this? A little more popular, poppier, mm-hmm. more popular facing. Uh, I just mean sort of like a little more radio friendly, a little simplified. They then go to a more complicated sound as we'll hear on, the next song, but yeah, they, it's, I mean, that record is just, it's like Robin Hood's arrow aimed right at the target of like, oh. you know, we're going to get millions of kids into this. 
I didn't give it a chance because I just was on the popular opinion train. I just, you know, whatever. Okay. And what gave me a chance was uh, tripping on mushrooms and someone put on uh, (laughs) it's dangerous business walking out your front door and the drowning in my sleep uh, was a spiritual experience. I mean, that blew my (laughs) mind, dude. (laughs) Like I was like my jaw was on the floor. Uh Well, if if they make it to the end, that is the fourth track of theirs. So we will get to hear that and you can relive your uh, moment of clarity. Okay, well, I'm just going to let that lie. (laughs) Let (laughs) let that lie where where it is. Okay, we'll talk more about Under Oath later. Next up, Sleeping with Sirens versus Destroy, Rebuild Until God Shows. Here is If I'm James Dean, You're Audrey Hepburn by Sleeping with Sirens. Now I am kind of paying attention to the lyrics and uh, that was, that got a little rough there. Oh yeah. That was okay. But I liked the first half of that. I thought it was kind of cool. That's funny. I like the second half. You like the second half. Okay. I like the first half, but some high frequencies in there that were really kind of tough with headphones on. Okay. Very tingy. Very tingy. Good. Here is Graveyard Dancing from Destroy Rebuild. Yeah, you hear that? You hear them drum beats? That's a cool beat. These yeah, songs, um, though, th- this matchup, and I- I'm sure this is going to happen a few times. It feels a little bit like I'm, I like walked into a room and there's like a quinceanera, and 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 they're doing like judges are judging like some sort of traditional folk dance. And I'm just like, I don't know this. I, I don't, this is not my place. I'm not supposed to have here. an opinion about this. I don't, I, this is too far from my lived experience. I, how many, uh, let me, how many we got left? I'm trying to look at my, my, uh, my second, my so things. That, there will be three okay. more. I'm going to give this first round. I'm going to like, I want to give right now I'm going drugs, but I almost yeah. want to give sleeping with sirens another chance. That's, but, that's your prerogative, man. Nah, I'm just, I'll let him go. I'll okay. let him. I'll, I'll let him sleep with the fishes. You um, let him sleep with the sirens. Yeah, frankly, and you can. And you know, he's he's like one of the. He's like a Chris Dudley in the scene, in that like apparently he's a really genuine Kellen Quinn. He's like a really genuine guy. Oh, is he the guy that he was the guy singing on that Pierce the Veil track? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, super nice guy. Apparently I just, um, I don't know. They, they weren't my cup of tea. They, they were definitely the more popular with the female crowd. Mm. Um, they do have almost 3 million monthly Spotify listeners. Oh yeah. They're you know, he's, he's, band. he's a beautiful man as well. You know, he's oh, very okay. easy on the eyes. Uh, <laughs> and he's got that gentle, high-pitched voice and once again I, I can't believe how much of the i would love to trace this down to the root of who was first first but the yeah. anthony green vocals yeah i mean it's um very evident very evident in that and the non-distorted guitar or like it, i don't know it, it, there wasn't much low end going on mm. and that's what i liked about the drug song was that it was very high in the treble but then that rhythm section was yeah solid solid and it kept it grounded okay so destroy rebuild until god shows the i don't know something like the 17th seed just really maybe maybe 15th or 16th good showing here uh farewell sleeping with sirens next up hawthorne heights versus chiodos this is another titan ohio is for lovers you know it I got to be careful what I say about Hawthorne Heights um, and that song. Let's move. Let's move on for now. And here we other all tr- love JD. We can get that out of the way. I, from what I understand, they are really nice guys. Very genuine. They lost their drummer to an accidental drug overdose at one point. Huge tragedy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I do. I did. I did know yeah. that. That's right. That in wasn't his, that long ago. Sleep. Yeah. It, well, no, that was that was like, I think, 15 years ago when we were all touring and stuff. I think I could be wrong. Huh. Uh, and, and they're doing really cool stuff like with their, the Ohio is for lovers and other places yeah. it's for lovers, like festivals. Like I, I think highly of them in that sense, but like, I do fucking they... hate that song. I've always hated it. You know, you do, you kill me. Well, I have to find the door. I'm, I'm out. I'm sorry. I can't. And I wish I liked it. I and it was, and, and you know, reporting on the boots on the ground, uh, um, effect on the scene it had at the time it, it was this these were the kind of things that got us made fun of because they were so easily make fun of bowl and they were like going on conan and so now all mm. of a sudden it's Thanks just like, big, oh, yeah. you listen to that yelly whiny music and you want to be like man shut the fuck up like and it's because yeah. i <laughs> i hate that scream the like he just doesn't enunciate yeah i've never liked that song anyway but i've seen him play it recently and i had a fucking blast and really, that's good i'm glad they leaned that's into good it. it's great okay my, my quick question do they even they're one of these bands um have they put out anything new or they just they're good on that they have uh yes they've got a record from 
Dude, 2021, 2019, 2018, oh, 2015. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> 2013. Yeah, they they've they've kept going. I had no yeah. I had no idea. Well, now not that we've given them quite uh, an endorsement here, but now people know. Okay, up against Chiodos, baby, you wouldn't last a minute on the creek. The creek. Which creek begs the question? Dawson's, baby. Dawson's Creek. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a movie quote. I'm calling a pinch hitter. Okay. Also, but before we do, we forgot to go to Le- Jed's lyric corner on Ohio is for lovers. So what is it? Black my wrists and something my eyes. What is it? Uh, Cut my wrist and black my eyes. Gosh. So cut on the my nose. wrists and black my eyes. Is Technically black it's on my the eyes eye. like mascara think, or like uh, I, the Bone like, Thugs give and me Harmony a black Crossroads eye. video? Oh, I always thought like black contacts like... See you at the oh. crossroads. <laughs> I mean, not, not that anybody. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say "black my eye." Me neither. In a ver, in black as a verb. Like but context it clues, it sounds like. Oh, okay, like, like cut so, my wrist and give me a black eye. So he's okay. That's I want to like kind of make humorous questions well, and, and, and jokes, how but he it's just too adds dark. in I can't or do die. That. How he or just die. adds it so I can fall asleep. Or die. Like it's just. Neither of them would help you fall. Okay. This is just getting to uncomfortable uh, territory. So okay. So you are going to do a pinch hitter for Chiodos. Yeah. I that's assume, a terrible that, song. That song I didn't like. Awful. No. Awful. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to have to go. Tell me the album they, first. Uh, same album. All's, All's well, well that ends, ends well. well. Okay. I'm guessing I, I got to do the words best friend. I think that's it. If it's wrong, I just need to hear the intro and on that. Okay. Wait, it might be the, there's no hardcore is, dancing in the living room. No, it's the word no, best friend. Oh, the word the words best friend become redefined. Let's see if it's this track. I don't get it, man. Oh, bro. And so, I like his other project. Destroy Rebuild is cool, but I don't get either of those Chiodo songs. I assume you're going to uh, let them go on since you picked a song of theirs that you like. Uh, so, dude, you can't. This is the thing, though. That, like, I this is I'm going to get crucified. You can't like let a a song like what that Hawthorne Heights song did. 
for the genre. Yes, you can. It is song versus song. As you hear it now, you have diplomatic then, yeah, I'm immunity. Going, then, I, then I'm going Chiotas. You I'm have rules Chiotas. immunity because of the rules. All so right, then next I'm going round, Chiotas. we have a very interesting situation. Next round, that dude's two bands are up against each other. Oof. I wonder yeah. what song you're going to pick for Chiotas. Uh, I maybe I, I maybe I burned my uh my pinch hitter on them too soon. Uh no, that song is not in their top few. So okay. you're going to be good. Okay, uh anything else to say about Hawthorne Heights? I feel like one of these days I'm going to actually meet them and become friends with them and I'm going to regret everything I said. But I'm trying to be clear. So. It's just the music. And I just I really have always hated that song. It's not probably their fault. I, and I I will Maybe give the credit where it is due. I don't know. There's very few. I mean, it's up there with Sugar We're Going Down in Earworms. And that takes mm. a certain, I mean, I haven't written a song that like that, like that Hawthorne, out of all the songs on this list, that will be the song with it when I'm going to sleep tonight. The chorus is going to come in my head and I'm going to be like, son of a bitch. Thanks a lot, Dan. You did it again. You, you guys did, it, did again. it again. And that's, you know, that's something. You're also wearing an Ohio shirt. So I think you were. It is chance. This is just a thrift store find. Mm-hmm, sure. It it's is. actually a, I haven't showered yet. So it's, I slept mm-hmm. in this shirt. Mm-hmm. So Ohio don't for, don't, in don't this case to bl- is for to black your eyes. <laughs> don't forget to black your eyes in the shower. Oh my gosh. Wash behind your ears. Oh. Wash my ears and black. <laughs> <laughs> Rub my toes and wash my hair. <laughs> okay. I was not going to go to sleep with that song in my head, but now when I do take you a shower are, later today, I'm going to have that version in my head. Thanks, Jed. I so hope everybody you. does when they take a shower now. Okay. Next up Escape the Fate versus Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Now, Here is okay. Wait, yes, go ahead. Is this Ronnie Radke era Escape the Fate? There are two different albums represented. Dying is your latest fashion, and the okay. war is ours are the two okay. records. Then we're good because later on they've done stuff that is really not screamo, so it didn't make okay, the list. Right, that's right. This is one of those bands where I had to really kind of go track by track and make sure it kind of fit, you know, what we were talking about. So here, not good enough for truth in cliche. That's one of those tracks where the real screaming comes in the bridge. That's basically a pop punk song. Um, yeah, there. But it first, does, you know, it gets there. Trust me, I listened yeah, to it enough. Their their first little EP, I thought, was phenomenal. Uh, dragging bodies up, dragging dead bodies up hills, in particular. I that song right there, I will cop to. It's on my songs I like playlist. I listen to that song. It is dragging good, bodies. No, not good enough for truth. The song we just oh, listened okay. to. I have a soft spot for like teenage pop punk and you know what? I, I, I can, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm not comfortable because I'm talking about it. Like I'm very uncomfortable with it. I'll, I'll throw some all time low on. I'm not above it. I'll throw some, we, the Kings on now. And again, I'm not a, 
I'm not above it. I shouldn't be admitting it in public, but well, okay. Too late. On the record. Here's My Darkest Hour by Scary Kids Scaring Kids. It's all what my parents hear when I try to let them listen to a band. I get it now. I get it. That, that is was, their experience. That is their experience. That is their, that was terrible. That's I, really I funny. That. Okay. So it's going to go that? Did to they a, go to Toys R Us and play on the little, uh, my first keyboard and record that? Like what was going on there? That was I, like a straight I, Casio. Didn't love the bad. synth the synth tone there. No, didn't love that. Mm. Uh, oh well. Okay. I also didn't like that Escape the Faith song though. I would have I would have chosen Situations, but I guess uh, maybe. Situations is I don't know. It didn't. It's not one of their top songs that sounds to me like Screamo. So, oh man, in terms of That's plays, a... um, you can you can always well you already used your pinch hitter. So you yeah. I mean I don't think you want to hear another Scary Kids. Song, I don't. So I we're don't. not going to do the uh, rain delay. Escape the freight. Okay. By well, we're just. Yeah, by default, I like the chorus, even though it, it's juvenile. I enjoy it. Okay, I don't know much about Scary Kids other than our good friends in the classic crime have toured with them many times and speak very highly of them. So yep, I'm sure I'm, they I'm are pretty rad. Also oh, in, you are. in two weeks. Maybe yeah, you like it? some of their later stuff, I assume. Uh, no, they're just at this festival. They're at the festival, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well... Sometimes the Spotify listeners give you a bad hand and it is, you know, it's yep. whoever's fault you want to blame it on, I guess. 